At the count of five, I will open my eyes, feel awake, feel refreshed, feel healthy, and unfuckwithable. One, two, three, four, five. Yo, yo, this is your host of The Dose, Mike Schwartz, and welcome back to another episode. I got a great one in store. It took me a little bit of time. I got to apologize. This is coming out. I'm trying some, some different things. I wanted to play around with the scheduling and see what works best for everybody. Um, I'm floating around the, the globe here. I'm down in Melbourne, Australia at my place in Fitzroy. Um, absolutely beautiful. I just, I love... I know it's crazy, all you Aussies, all you Aussie fans, you're like, why Melbourne, why Melbourne? It's so cold. And this is like perfect for Canada. It's like 10 degrees, 12 degrees, just a nice, not a chill, but I don't know, it's just a crispness. It's uh, It's got a sense of home and sensibility that I'm just accustomed to growing up in, uh, in Calgary. And uh, it's really, really great being down here and uh, back with my partner here and um, just living life. So I was playing around with scheduling because I was in the air. I literally missed my parents' anniversary. It just wasn't on the date for me. I didn't. I was in the air over the 16th of July, which is my parents' 40-something. Oh, man, I should know this. I want to say 43rd. I don't know what the anniversary is. I'm sorry, Mom and Dad. I'm a terrible son. Oh, man. 40th? 40th anniversary? I'll double check. I'll do a little fact checking for that. Um, but I was in the air. I, uh, I flew in. I left Monday. Had uh, had Ty, my bandmate of uh, Robbins Avenue, he was out for Stampede, so he came in from Hamilton. We hung out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then Monday, we uh, we both had flights. He went back home to Hamilton. I flew from uh, Calgary into Vancouver, and then Vancouver, 17 hours, right into Melbourne, Australia. And such uh, such is the life. Um, I landed local Wednesday, so I t- completely missed Tuesday. Um, yeah, that's been my day. So moral of the story is I'm playing around with the scheduling. Um, brings me to the intro and what I wanted to talk about. Unfuckwithable. The best. Okay, that term is not mine. I did not coin that. That is from Vision. Um, and he is the uh, he's the master behind Mind Valley. So I'm going to link that in the show notes so you guys can check out what that's all about. It's just a daily practice of meditation. And um, it's something that's been really awesome for myself. And I, I wanted to get into that and help... Um, anybody out there get into meditation it's it's super super powerful stuff where you can really set out um, a lot more control in your life you know if you set up a simple meditation practice I think I was talking about this the other day and uh, with a couple friends and it's it's really about having the control over your own life and when you wake up and you tell yourself what you're going to do such as I'm gonna wake up open my eyes feel refreshed feel energized ready to take on the day man you can do it and it's awesome and speaking of people that can do it my guest today Angela McCuston of uh, Music Strong based out of Nashville she's been globetrotting as well and uh, we get into it man it's uh, it's a crazy 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 time for both of us and um, it's really exciting to speak with her so without further ado I want to introduce to you Angela McCuston of Music Strong all right, welcome back, folks. I'm sitting here with founder of Music Strong, based out of Nashville, Tennessee. I tell you what, 
I got Angela McHouston on the other line here. She's actually not in Nashville right now. Actually, Angela, tell us where whereabouts are you right now? What are you up to? I am in uh, Fort Lewis, Washington at, uh, it's called JBLM. I don't know what it stands for. Some joint, uh, I'm somewhere like north of, of Tacoma at an army. <laughs> I don't actually know. <laughs> Somewhere I'm in with the Army yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Washington in a sort of undisclosed location. Only undisclosed because I don't exactly know where I am. <laughs> Seattle. We're, we're sort of near Seattle. That's the major metropolis, I guess. Tacoma, That's Seattle. what I flew into. And then I got yeah. into a van and I showed up here. So <laughs> Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, I mean, you've got quite the decorated uh, little resume doing the research on you here. A flutist soldier. I know you said foodie on your uh, Instagram there too, so I have to include that. Also, Absolutely. A cycling, which I've never heard of, but I do know what that means. I've never heard anybody actually say cycling, but you and I kind of connected on this too, being a, a cyclist. Yes. Yes, I'm a cyclist. I think it just got cut off. Oh, it says cycling. Yeah. Oh, oops. Yeah, I corrected that today. It just okay. Got cool. Okay. Lack well, of characters. <laughs> <laughs> well, Instagram only gives you how many for that profile, right? You got to be really, really thrifty with your, yeah. uh, your laundry. So. <laughs> Maybe just like the emoji next time, like a little cyclist. <laughs> I fixed it today. It's good today. Oh, okay, perfect. Okay, cyclist. So we'll get into all this because we've got a lot uh, that we connect on here. You've got a really, really busy summer so far, and it looks like it's just picking up, right? You're kind of in the heat of it right now. Um, yeah. So far, you've seen lots of places. We were just talking um, previous to being in Seattle or north of Seattle, undisclosed Washington territory. Uh, you were also down in Colorado. Um, you're out in um, my country's nation's capital here, you know, the Ottawa. Uh, I was. Yeah, and uh, and talk to us about, uh, let's start with those two spots. Uh, what were you doing in Colorado and Ottawa? So Colorado is actually coming up. Um, I was there last, oh. yeah, JK, I was there two years ago, but I okay. guess I invited back for this oh, coming. Uh, I'll be there this October. Okay, so let me back up. Okay, Colorado's going to wait for a second. So I was in Ottawa. <laughs> Okay. I went to take a neurokinetic therapy class and David Weinstein has founded this thing called neurokinetic therapy. And I, I started uh, looking into this maybe 10 years ago and I've been eyeballing it forever. And it just, it made perfect sense to me. It's hard to explain, but when I practice it on somebody and when I learned it, it just makes so much sense. And so I thought, well, there's a, there's a, there's a class coming to Nashville. Why would I do it there? Honestly, I want to go somewhere else. Let me travel where like, I want to learn it now. I don't want to wait until July in the middle of stuff. I want to learn it now. So I saved my money and I went to Ottawa and it was the only American in the class. Everybody was from Toronto and like, of course. And they're like, why are you here? I'm like, cause why not? And they went, on, why not? <laughs> Valid. <laughs> it, That's fair. <laughs> yeah. So I did a neurokinetic therapy class up in Ottawa and it was, it was amazing. It was two days we learned how to manually muscle test um, neurokinetically every muscle in the body. And I do mean every muscle, down to the thumbs and the fingers and the toe. Oh, man. Yeah. In two days. Oh, was, folks. Yeah, it was a little overloading. Because I was going to say, yeah, how did your brain feel for the next 48 hours? That plane ride home, you were probably Oh, it just, hurt. Oh, yeah. It hurt. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Actually, I, I had an opportunity. Um, one of the last facilities that I was uh, renting space out of here in town before I made the move over to uh, Toronto, um, there was a guy that was just really like – 
super pro, probably one of the best in, uh, in Calgary, if not the best, he was one of the only guys doing the neurokinetic stuff and like just the nerving and like how he just saw the way the body moved and was yeah. able to do release therapy, like just like that. Yeah. And kinetics and a lot of proprioception work. And I was just like, Whoa. So for all the people that are sitting here going like, what are they talking about? I mean, <laughs> can you give it into a nutshell of what neurokinetic and what you got out of it? Just if you can just, really dumb it down i know it's tough it's like super science here so cool it, it is here's here's the dumbest version i can give you so the body learns to do certain movements in certain ways and at some point you screw it up and so you have muscles doing things they shouldn't do and so this will test like it, it'll it, you're going to use a, a very 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 super light touch to figure out what is going on by testing a muscle and then you can find out based on your your knowledge of anatomy, kinesiology, where that connection is, what is the dysfunctional thing, then you can fix it and suddenly your pain is gone. Yeah. And your body is working the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. It's nothing you can like be super concise about because the way this stuff is made, it's like you can, you can do it if you're a personal trainer or a physical therapist or a massage therapist. There are a lot of chiropractors in this class. I would. Yeah. Strength coaches, athletic trainers, physios, as you guys call them in, in Canada. Mm -hmm. And I think I was one of like three personal trainers that were there or, I mean, it wasn't really common, but you just take, it's, it's the protocol of how you learn. You have to, you have to know, this is not for beginners. You have to know how the body works. You have to know what the synergists and antagonists are and how the body works with, but you know, against and with itself. And then you take that knowledge and you figure out where the dysfunction is and you just fix it. It's amazing, hey? Like, oh my gosh, I don't need surgery. I no. just like turn this muscle off, turn this muscle on in the dumbest sense possible. And then suddenly I work again. This just yeah. It is amazing when it works. I've had so many clients, I'm just practicing on them. I'm not level one certified yet, but I have so many clients come back and go, yeah, this is good. I don't hurt anymore. <laughs> After years, hey, how, how satisfying, just to take a little tangent on that, how satisfying is it? We've both been working this field for, for so long. You, you mentioned uh, something like 10 years, 12 years, something like that, right? I've been eyeballing this for 10 years, yeah. Holy smokes, yeah. So yeah. how cool is it when you have somebody come up to you and been like, like, sure, I can look great. I can lose those 10 pounds and all that. But when you fix a dysfunctional body, oh, my goodness, right? It's just it it's like the they, best feeling. They, they will never, ever leave you. Like, they will, they, they come and they're like, they've integrated you into the, you're like now the, the niece or the nephew, um, yeah. grandson. You know, this is my son. So you're at a family event. You're the only one that's not family, but they're like, they're up toasting you. He fixed my back. <laughs> you know, I, this is, so I wish I was making this up. This is actually happened to me. I was, I was in this position. I'm like, cool. And then I turned out the next year, I turned up as the MC of the entire birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking. Shout out to Teddy Julinson. All right. And Ann and Teddy and like, one of my very first training clients, but yeah, fixed. And it's so, it's so radical how you can have such a dramatic impact on somebody's life when you can fix up a dysfunction, right? Something yes. like that, where it's like pain. Oh my God, literally pain. And you can fix it. And you're like, Papa. all it was is like repatterning muscle. It's like, it's, it's amazing. It is the best feeling. Cause like your client leaves and they're like, dude, I can move. I didn't even know I couldn't move. Right. I can move more than I could. And now it's, it's like when you get locked into a pattern of just feeling like pain is normal, you don't notice it anymore. And suddenly it's gone. Then you're just light bulbs just 
explode in your brain. Oh my God, that wasn't normal. This is normal. Let me, let me put it this way. I had sinus surgery like um, 10 years ago, whatever. I had a septum that was like under my eyeball. It was like crazy over there. It, not that far, but I mean, it was, it was bad. <laughs> when I had allergies, like I couldn't breathe. And, and so the doc's like, look, we just need to put this back where God intended it to be. And I went, yeah, all right. That, that sounds really good to me. I'd love to breathe. That'd be <laughs> Breathing's good. <laughs> so um, I had the surgery and, you know, they, they did the things and they did the stuff and they crammed my face full of cotton balls and, you know, did what they did. And when they put my septum back where it was, that I will never, ever forget the very first time I took those cotton balls out of my nose and I just went and breathed through my nose. And it was like, opening the front door of your house and the back door of your house and this breeze just went all the way through the house. I was like, oh, That's oxygen. Normal people feel like when they breathe? Is this, <laughs> is this normal? Oh my gosh, this is air in my head. Oh, this is amazing. So it's kind of the same thing when you fix somebody's dysfunction. They just like, light bulb was like, this was wrong? This is what it's supposed to be? Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. Absolute best. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so uh, sorry, I had my I had my states all screwed up here. So Colorado is coming up in the fall, then, right? Uh, it's coming up in the fall. There, geez, autumn, fall. Sorry, that's a uh, is is it fall or is it autumn? Yes. Autumn or both? Both. Really? Okay, because Aussies don't get it. They're just like, what? The fall? Really? No, it's autumn. whatever you want to say. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm interested. Are they silverware or are they utensils? Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah, both. Also both. <laughs> Yeah, all right. We should have made like a game. I have a game later on here, and I was like, oh, I should have been like, what does it mean in American? <laughs> you should. Oh, that'd be fun. Hey, we're going to do it anyways. I'm going to make it up on the spot. We'll get to that later. Okay, so <laughs> please incorporate Southern into that. That's yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> got a story for that, too. Man, we're going to have six episodes here. This is going to be great. Um, okay, so, <laughs> okay, so does Colorado come before Florida? You're all over the place, is what I'm getting at. Okay, so here we go. So I'm in Washington right now. I'm on. I'm supposed to be with two weeks of annual training with the Army Band. So I've, I'm, I just transferred from the National Guard to the Army Reserves. I'm in the 313th Army Band based out of, uh, about to move to Huntsville at Redstone Arsenal. Um, that We're on two weeks of annual training. Um, I had to cut that short because I committed to being um, on the, the faculty at Stetson University for their annual flute workshop, which I've done. I don't want to say flute camp because it sounds... It jokes right yeah it's, american pie don't yeah. even say it's yeah. so it's, not even funny it's, so flute yep. workshop okay, <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> i teach fitness to the kiddos and then i also teach them flute stuff because you know i play on the faculty recital i do all those things Sweet. um that's i fly out of here on saturday and i will be there sunday morning um so like i'm home from like i don't know 12 hours enough to pack and do laundry and that's it wow Maybe I don't know. I know it's really ridiculous. So I'll be there for a week. Um, and that's at Stetson university, like in Deland, this North of Orlando. And I'll be there for an entire week. And then I'm come home for a week and a half. And I go to Salt Lake city for a week where I'll be presenting. I've just took over position of, uh, as chair of the performance health committee for the national flute association. And so here as chair, and I've got to go make sure everybody, like, we've got a booth. I'm, I'm giving a presentation myself. I'm actually doing another presentation with flute specialists on alternative flute head joints and, you know, the ones that are shaped funny so you don't have to hold it up to your side. We're doing that. And then i got to make sure that, you know, all my, all my um, committee members and I'm, I'm able to promote their stuff. And 
You know, it's just, it's an amazing time. It's just like float nerdism to the nth degree for four days, five days, seven days, whatever. Awesome. A fun. And then I'm going to a National Academy of Sports Medicine has their Optima conference in uh, the last week and in September. And that's in Arizona. And at the end of that, the next day, I'm going to fly out to Durango, Colorado and give a workshop um, at, funny enough, <laughs> Fort Lewis College, which is funny because I'm at Fort Lewis right now in Washington State, which is totally different. Totally different. Holy. Uh, totally different. Yeah, too, so many, right? Lewis was a busy guy, hey? He's just getting all these forts all over the all over uh, Apparently, it must have been somebody important. I don't know who this Lewis guy was. Anyway, yeah, so I'll be doing a, I'll be doing a flute masterclass. I'll be playing a recital and I'll be giving a three hour work, music strong workshop about fitness for musicians, preventing injuries, all the things you need to know um, on that subject, because my workshops actually help colleges in the U.S. meet their NASM, uh, National Association of Schools of Music, which is totally different from my accreditation, certification meets their NASM accreditation requirements because they have to show how they are keeping their music students healthy and safe physically. And my workshops help meet that. So awesome. Wow. Yeah, I'll be Holy. artist in residence there for about four days. Wow. That's awesome. Congratulations on all that. Thanks. Sounds, sounds super busy, but it sounds also like you're just glowing about it. So it's uh it sounds it's like it's so fun. what you want to be doing, right? Yeah. Oh my awesome. gosh. So fun. Well, that, that goes right into the next question, too. How did you originally get into um, what has now become uh, music fitness and like this musician wellness movement that you and I have both seen kind of as in our earlier talks? It's just like it's so slowly grown, but it's to a point now where it's like it's got some terms like musician fitness, musician wellness, and, and we've got these loose terms around it. How did you get into this originally? Well, um, the, the longest... The, let's, the, let me try to go to the short version. I'm terrible at being concise, but I'll do my best. Uh, when I was in high school, I went to, have you heard of Interlochen Arts Academy, arts camp? Up in, I have in, not. I have not. It's one of the oldest arts camp, art camps in the world. It's like 80, now actually it was 70 years when I was there. So it's probably approaching a hundred years old at this point. It's forever old. Anyway, it was an eight week camp and I went as a high schooler and I was not given any instruction whatsoever. And I show up and I went from playing, ah, now a couple hours a day, maybe to eight hours a day. Solid. I Eeks. It didn't go well with my 17 uh, year old body. I'll tell you that. No. I developed tendonitis in my left wrist so much so that holding a pencil was agony. Pencils don't weigh anything. No. It, and it's like, I'm a high schooler. And they're like, the doctor like tells me, I go to the doctor when I get back. I've been wearing a brace and using Ben Gay and smelling like an 80-year-old, you know. <laughs> go to the doctor. It's the only way I can get through it, right? I don't know what to do. This is like 1997, whatever. Smell like a go, church. It's just like, oh my <laughs> For real, like I smell like Ben Gay and, you know, whatever. So I, I go to the doctor and he goes, well, you should just, you know, take a break, quit playing. I thought, uh, I got auditions. I've got blah, 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 honor bands, blah, blah. Not an option. So, so he sent me to physical therapy and I strengthened these muscles because I didn't know anything about that. So that actually helped a lot. I got over the brace. I did the ice. I did the blah, blah, blah. He goes, well, if it doesn't work, we're going to have to give you a cortisone shot. And I was like, terrified of shots at the time. So I thought only do anything I can do to not have that happen. Right. So I did the physical therapy. It helped. I rested. I iced and all those things. Rehab, good to go. 
went back to work. Then I went to graduate school, fast forward like 10 years, 15, I don't know, I'm old. We went to like graduate school, right? I am in the gym. I am like a freak about going fitness. I just love the gym. It's my favorite thing to do first thing in the morning. I had no idea what proper form was. I had no idea what I was doing. I just did whatever the magazine said that the fitness pros did. And I was like, that worked for you. That's what I'm going to do. And so it worked until it didn't work. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Right. So I'm in the, in the gym doing like a dumbbell bench press, which is probably the dumbest thing I could do because in graduate school, I'm in there for, for, for performance at Florida State, right? So I'm playing how many hours a day with my arms in front of my body? I'm doing <laughs> like, I have no idea. Two more sets of that. Let's <laughs> just do some more of this. And no scapular retraction. No, I had no idea about Lucy Goosey. I had no clue. And oh, all goodness. hair and like the sharp pain of like, oh no. So I go see the doctor on, on campus and he goes, yeah, you strained it. Strain is another word for tear. Yeah tore a muscle in my back because I didn't know what I was doing. And that had to do with overuse from playing the flute. And his words were, I'm going to give you a muscle relaxer. I'm going to write you a prescription for massage and you should quit playing. <laughs> 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 Graduate school for flute performance. Okay, yeah, that's a bet. I was looking like, yeah, that's an option. What? Okay. That rehabbed. Fast forward to after graduate school, now I'm like, quote, professional, and I have this audition that comes up, and it's a piccolo audition. This is where it gets funny. I'm, there's a piccolo audition for the President's Own, which is the Marine band that plays for the President all the time, and it's my, like my dream job at the time. I went, oh, I got this. Piccolo's my jam. I'm a dude. I don't know any piccolo repertoire at all. No, I, I never studied that. Oh, I got a cram. And if you know anything about playing a musical instrument, you cannot cram. No. Yeah, I did. And I went from like no hours to three hours a day. And my body was like, you suck. I hate you. Let's do this to you. So like, I couldn't put my right arm down. Oh my goodness. You just like, got like this crook arm. You ever seen scary yeah, like, before? Yeah. My, my bicep was like seized up. This hook arm. It's like, yeah. I can't play. Exactly. So you think about it. Piccolo doesn't weigh anything. It has nothing to do with how much the instrument weighs. It has to do with the position that you're in, whether you're playing guitar or violin or cello or bass or or trombone or whatever, you're in that position. It has nothing to do with how much the instrument weighs. Piccolo is tiny, but think how close your arms are to your body and for how many hours at a time when you're focused. Yeah. Thinking about anything else except what you're you're practicing, right? You're not thinking about your toes. You're not thinking about your back. You're not thinking about how your biceps are screaming, please put me down. You're not thinking about any of that, right? So I, I ended up with these horrible back spasms. Like I couldn't, everything hurt. And I go to a doctor the week before the performance, like five days before the audition. And he looks at me and goes, I will never forget. This was a turning point in my life for my career starting. He looks at me and says, well, actually what, what it is, is you have a, a trigger point in the muscle, the, the, your pec muscle. Um, and uh, ordinarily what I would do is give you a cortisone shot right in the middle of that trigger point so it would relax. But this is right over your heart, so it would probably kill you. <laughs> <Not that. laughs> and I just looked at him like, uh, what's plan B? <laughs> Get back up. <laughs> he goes, here's some cream. Why don't you put that, you know, put some cream on your back, you know. You should... Ben Gay, what is this? <laughs> Basically, we're back 
was a beignet. It was like a steroid cream. And then he goes, yeah, and you should quit playing. And I looked at him like, are you an idiot? This is my job. Why don't you quit being a doctor? Give me another answer. And he just went, uh, <laughs> no lie. That is exactly what he did. Uh, I don't know. And I went, cool, I'm going to take your cream and you're fired. <laughs> like, this is not, I took the audition, didn't work. And I went, you know what? That's done. This is it. I am tired of stop playing being the answer that every medical professional, quote unquote, gives to musicians. There has got to be another reason. You don't send a pitcher who, who throws his arm out. Yeah. It's what you do for a living. It's going to happen. What happens? You rehab them. You know what's going to happen. You rehab them. You send them back out. Musicians, what happens? We go, oh, you must not be a very good musician. WTF, that has nothing to do with it. Oh my gosh. And so I just went, no, this is done. I am going to be a resource. I will figure this out because there's nobody helping me. So you know what? Why don't I be a resource? I love fitness. So I started delving into it. And then I found out, oh my gosh, there's so much I don't know. And then all of a sudden I went, and there's nobody doing it this way. There are no strength coaches. There are no personal trainers. There are no fitness coaches. There's, there's yogis, and there's natural paths and there's all that, but there's nobody training the muscles. There's nobody training the muscle imbalances. When I started this like 10, 12 years ago, there was nobody. And I went, well, I'll do it. Why don't I do that? And then, so Music Strong was born. Wow. There you go. That's beautiful. That was not a short answer. I'm sorry. Well, you know what? It's, it's very similar into, the, in, into how I, when I'm, I'm asked my story, right? It's like, it's personal. It's, it's really, it's like, uh, because I found it very difficult to like live from 4 a.m. and then get up and try to work a normal job or not even a yeah. normal job. It was just like the, the lifestyle itself isn't conducive to like when you're performing, you're especially playing the pub scene and you're hitting the grind and you're playing that local scene where you're bam, 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 abusing your body, abusing your mental capacity. And it's just like it, you, you build this like stress cycle that just builds up, builds up, builds up, and it works until it doesn't. Right? Until it doesn't. Exactly. And then when it doesn't, it's like, what are your options? What do you well, do? You better quit. You better quit. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, well, I guess you're done. <laughs> you gave it a go. It's like, what? <laughs> it's good effort, kid. Like, what? No, yeah, the, the, give me a professional athlete that happens to. I don't mean like they quote unquote blew out their knee. I mean somebody who just has a muscle strain. Yeah. Threw out their shoulder, quote unquote. Come on. It's this, it's kind of the same thing. You are not are not equipped to deal with this yeah. so why don't we be the resource to give musicians options when this happens because inevitably for some of us it will happen for those yeah. of us so dedicated if you don't keep that maintenance schedule of health and fitness up it's gonna happen but yeah. our goal is to prevent it happening at all you know exactly teaching proactive yeah proactive care instead of reactive because there's so many like yes even even when I first started too, like back about those about those same years, it was very it was common to to have the rehab, but that was more for like it was still like kind of a stigma, like people didn't want to end up in the rehab facility, you know. I was like, well, no, it's like musicians like rehabilitation can be in a lot. It's just rebuilding the broken or defunct piece because you didn't take enough care of it in the first place, and you're eating garbage to fuel the machine that eventually will like if you put. Uh, like mink oil in your carburetor, your car's not going to run. Okay. It's, it's similar. That's how like, <laughs> like, Hey guys, who knows what mink or if you, if you put in that Moroccan 
you know, hair oil. That Moroccan argan oil? Yeah, yeah, argan oil. Yeah, don't throw <laughs> that into your carburetor and expect it to run. <laughs> it's, no. If you're throwing down crap food, it's only a matter of time before your body goes, okay, I can't do it anymore, right? Can't yep. do it, boss. I'm going to work really hard, but I can't do it anymore, right? Yep. And then the, the musculature is is just the same way. Like your body, even just talking about the neurokinetic stuff, like you, you've misfired patterns for so long, and now it's like, okay, can't do it anymore. And it's just like one one go. Right. So yeah, exactly. Very, very interesting. Now I know we kind of, uh, we kind of touched on this, um, earlier conversations, but I wanted to bring it up because I think it's really interesting when people ask me about what I do, cause I'm always like, that's a loaded question. Are you ready? <laughs> um, what do I do? So what kind of reaction do you get when you say I work uh, with musicians and their well-being or their health or, or I, I keep musicians strong, I keep them healthy? What's the reaction and, and how has it changed over the years? Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, it hasn't. People are still so confused. I mean, <laughs> two weeks ago, I was driving through rush hour and I, I have my logo, my phone number on the back window of my car. I'm driving through rush hour and I get a phone call from this guy. He's like, yeah, I just saw blah, blah. And he talks about my logo. And I'm like, yeah, let me, sure, let's talk. Apparently we're in the same rush hour traffic. We're both stuck here. So that's chit chat. And he goes, do you teach a keyboard? And excuse me. <laughs> Where did you think that he goes, ah, I saw music. I'm like, did you read the rest of it? <laughs> Just I stopped there. <laughs> no, no offense, dude, but did you see where it said fitness? Actually, I said was I I I don't actually. Um I'm a flute player. But <laughs> the, the you're not the first person to ask this. I've had someone ask me, Do you teach guitar? Do you teach singing lessons? I'm like, the heck? I mean, it says on my on my logo, on the back window of my car, it says fitness training for musicians. Yeah. There's nothing about music lessons. There's none of that. And I asked him specifically, and he said, well, I guess I just saw music, and I, I quit reading. I went, okay, no, I'm <laughs> you. <laughs> Let me put you in touch with a keyboard teacher. And so I did. <laughs> Maybe a life coach to like get your get your reading up on that. Like you got to pay more attention to details, but <laughs> it says fitness, yo. What does fitness mean to you? Okay, so here's this happened yesterday in my new unit. I'm I'm still meeting people, right? And I talked to this clarinet player who's sitting next to me, and she said, "Oh, McKinson's here. She's a she's a personal trainer." And I was talking to Jamie, and she said, "No, nah, she's not." And I'm like, "Yeah, I saw it on Facebook. Yes, she is." I'm like, "You're right, I am." She goes. So you're just a personal trainer. I was like, what do you mean just a personal trainer? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Didn't say whoa. that. Whoa, that's Back a loaded off. question because there are a lot of bad personal trainers out there, right? Totally legit. Like very legit. Oh, I God. have had so many musicians say, I, I don't know. I got hurt by the last personal trainer I was with. I'm like, they don't have a clue what you're doing. And they probably don't have a clue what they're doing either because they don't have a good, good certification. Let's be real about this. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones out there. I know. Oh, because I had a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so I talked to her and I was like no so I said well I do fitness training for musicians and I'm I'm trying to come away from that like I'm trying to come up with a, a better way to say this that people understand but I I don't think they understand so I'm trying to get into like saying fitness coaching instead of personal training or fitness training because people just don't get it but I don't know that they get it because when you put fitness with musicians they just kind of go for their brain what is that yeah they cannot they know one and they know the other but you put the two and they just kind of look at you like you got lobsters right out your ears they don't know what you're talking about so we went on for like five minutes 
And she's like, oh, so that means you help them with the breathing? I was like, no, ma'am. That Well, maybe indirectly. But maybe, not, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> it is. Could be. She's like, you mean with like their finger strength? I was like, you know what a personal trainer does? And she goes, yeah, we're in the army, mind you. We, we, we understand. You should, yeah, you should understand training, yeah. Right. So I was like, you know what a personal trainer does, right? And she says, yeah. And I was like, that's what I do. But for musicians, and she went, oh, <laughs> this difficult. So I still, still have that struggle. And because it's not just, I don't want to say personal training because I have all these different um, specializations. I mean, I specialize in cancer fitness and senior fitness. And uh, I, the big one that I use every single day is corrective exercise yes. specialization. Because yes. Yeah, you know, like musicians 100%, have hundred percent. Me too. Created by their instruments. Yeah. If you don't fix them, you're, it's just a matter of time for you get an overuse injury. And so, you can do that through strength training. The strength training doesn't necessarily mean like you're doing a barbell snatch. Or <laughs> it can, but it doesn't have to mean that. It just literally means training for strength. That's it. It's not this big, scary thing, but everybody gets really intimidated by those words. And there's just this nomenclature about it that's just people go nuts and they freak out. And so that I, I have yet to, <laughs> to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was actually just listening to a, are you familiar with Mind Pump, the, the podcast? No, I'll, I'm not. I'll, I'll have to link you over the, the recent episode. That's a good one for, for all your traveling that's coming up. I would definitely. Yay. They're so smart and they, they debunked five of their favorite myths and they're like, they're old school guys. So they actually, they were practicing these like four or five myths in their own practice. And that's part of the reason that they disclosed that they started this whole podcast to help re-educate and feel like less dirty about what they had done in their earlier uh, stages of their, their training careers, because like they were doing it and it was like, Oh, we had no idea, but then they got smart about it. And that's like, I can completely relate with how people are like, yeah, personal training. And they, they got this big, like omen up against personal trainers. Cause they've had a bad experience. And had a bad that's, experience. that's another thing that, um, that we can kind of get into. Cause I mean, you've kind of, uh, you've kind of talked about music strong. What's the overall, like, what's the end goal with uh, music strong the company that, uh, that you founded now? When, when did you found it? Give us a little background on this. Uh, it, so it came about, uh, roughly 2009, 2010, no, 2009, I got my certification. Um, and what happened was I, I was living in Panama city, Florida, not Panama city beach. Thank you. There are two different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panama City, Florida, and I was bored to tears. By the way, if you have any booming in the background, they're firing cannons. Oh, uh, cool. You hear that? I did hear that. It was amazing. That's great. Firing <laughs> cannons. I tell you what. This morning, fire! <laughs> I came out of the gym. We thought we hit somebody, and we look over, we saw a smoke. So I think the artillery people are just practicing. Like, That's oh, awesome. This base. Just cannon fire. Soldier life, hashtag. <laughs> I, love I love it. We're, we're up here with all these rangers and red berets and green berets and like all kinds of people. It's fun. Yeah. It's like army band. Okay, so um, this got started. Uh, I got my certification back in, like I said, 20, 2009. And um, right around that time, I had put in a 
a proposal to the Florida Flute Association for their annual convention, which rivals the NFA because it is, it's huge. People in Florida are freaking serious about the flute. Don't ask me why. It's just, it's like Texas band. I don't know why. It's just a thing. So um, I put in a, a proposal on strength training for flutists. And I just, it came to me because of what I was learning and what I was learning about the body and muscle imbalances. And I went, oh my gosh, how many people don't know this? What can I tell them about the basics? This is what good form is. This is what you do when you go to the gym. This is how it can help you. These are the different muscle imbalances you're going to have as a flute player. Probably, here's what you can do to be smart about it. And it got accepted. And I gave my very first presentation in like, I don't know, January 2009, like right after I got my certification. And so I'm like all bursting full of like anatomy knowledge and just like oozing out the ears. And I'm so excited. And I so... I. The room was standing room only. Amazing. Packed. And I couldn't believe it. And I had people come up to me afterwards and they said, do you travel to teach what you just said? And I went, no, but I can. And so Music Strong was born. That's how it was. Awesome. So from there, I've gone around the country teaching these workshops and and I set up base. Um, I eventually moved finally back to Nashville and set up base in downtown Nashville, where the like five minutes from Music Row, where all the music are. Yeah, yeah, that's where my gym is. Wow, that's awesome. Well, it's next fun. time I'm in Nashville, I'm definitely coming by. I got to swing Come by. Come by, push the sled, you know. Exactly. You mean, <laughs> I want to play some keyboards. Can we can we do some keyboard snatch? One arm keyboard snatch. Oh my gosh! Thoughts uh, press with uh, with a guitar amplifier. Did you see? Did you see? Okay, so last year Facebook did a. They asked me to do a. Uh, did you see this? No. What's, what's up? I don't know with my flute and doing sit-ups, playing scales. Really? I looked at them like they were the dumbest people in the world. Uh, it sounds amazing, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, my face was on billboards for about six months. And, amazing. And commercials. It's on my YouTube channel. If you go look at it, it's really um, fun. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll definitely really put a link stupid, to the actually. show notes in that one. There. Yeah. That, yeah, that happened. Oh man. <laughs> It's one of those anyway. things where you like, um, you're making fun of yourself. You've got great humility about it, and then it just blows up. I've been a part of those kind of things. You're just sort of like, oh, why that? And then you, every time you show up, you're like, you're the girl on the billboard with the flute. And, and and the, up, right? I saw you on TV. Yeah, you did. Uh, got me. No, I, I don't know. know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, and I looked at them and went, hey, this is exactly what I don't do. And they're like, we know, we know, but it's funny. I'm like, all right. Okay. Not to turn down free advertising, guys. I okay. guess, eh? Yeah, it does come right. down to like, hey, they 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 know their job. It's funny. People will laugh. Okay. Unfortunately, what I've seen, and you can testify to this too, maybe, or maybe not. Maybe you haven't seen it. Maybe you got a different experience. But we've seen some people come in and really just sort of almost bastardize what what we do as professionals in the industry uh, and you know it's trendy to have people uh go for a run um when they have no prior experience they have zero training they have don't even have adequate footwear or anything like that and they just expect that that's going to make them fit because that's yeah. what you know bodybuilding.com says right so give me your thoughts on where the trends are going and if you see any uh any concerns that immediately catch your eye uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. CrossFit is a big one that comes to mind. And I, I don't want to in a completely negative way because they do a lot of really good things. They do. About, 
um, compound movements is brilliant. It's, brilliant. it's so necessary. I mean, they, I think they do a great job when it comes to fostering a community where people feel safe and they feel included. Um, on the other hand, I've heard other, like I would be intimidated to go to a CrossFit gym because yeah. I'm not ripped and I don't want to be ripped. And, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't, it's, it's not really my thing. So I can see how it'd be intimidating, but once you're in, you're in mm-hmm. really good job of trying to make everybody feel included from what I've, I've found out. And the whole, like I said, the Olympic lifting, um, those compound movements, they're so key. They're really, really important because the body does not work in isolation. I think they've really done a good job about that, but the danger in CrossFit or anything kind of like that is when you, when you take those compound lifts and you you impose high volume on them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're not meant for that. And that's when you take untrained individuals and you're like, all right, you're going to do 30 snatches. Or <laughs> 50 deadlifts or something else and say, I mean, you know, like, give me five. Yeah. You know, have somebody do it right twice. And yeah. then with just use the bar, you know. Granted, I am not in CrossFit, but I have heard from so many people, chiropractors, massage therapists, other other clients who have left CrossFit and come to me because they were tired of being hurt. They were tired of being injured because it, it, it's it's only a certain amount, a certain subset of people are able to do that um, untrained. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a small subset of people. Like the general population is not ready just to jump into that. Now, I say that with a caveat because I've not ever done a CrossFit class. I also have no desire to do a CrossFit class. Right. I also have no desire to do yoga. I hate yoga. <laughs> People love yoga. And I say, more power to you. My gosh, go enjoy it. But all the ones I've tried, they're just, it's not my cup of tea. And that's totally fine. And what I tell my clients are, they're like, can I do yoga too? I'm like, absolutely. Just go for it. Because I don't like it doesn't mean that you can't like it. It has nothing to do with it. But when it, when it comes to, um, like disturbing trends, here's the, here's the deal. When it comes to, this is a question I get asked a lot whenever I'm presenting, this is the number one question I get. It's how, when I'm talking about, you need to find yourself a good trainer or a good professional in whichever industry that we're talking about. They're like, well, how do I find one? And my answer is, I don't know. It is the worst thing. There's no like database of, of these professionals. The best thing I can do is say, look for somebody, do a Google search of somebody with these letters after their name. It's a good place to start. I hate that. I absolutely hate that. You know, because otherwise, I mean, you're asking the, the untrained population to just figure it out for themselves, which is not really good. So I'm working on putting together um, a resource list on my website of anybody in any country I can, I can possibly send people to yeah. that, that will give them a good start. And if that, they can't come in contact with that person, they can at least take that knowledge and go somewhere else yeah. that in their mind. Right. Yeah. But like serving trends. I mean, when it comes to musicians, most musicians that I know of that have gone into fitness, what they do, they do a couple of things. They, either, they do things that feel safe that are like mainstream and CrossFit mm-hmm. is kind of mainstream, but it's also like a kind of a subsect. So not so much. I see a lot of people go running. A lot of people do yoga and a lot of people just do cardio because they don't know what else to do mm-hmm. or on a bunch of machines, which machines give you a little bit of a sense of 
safety because they, they, they lock you into a predetermined range of motion. That range of motion might not be appropriate for your body type. You might be too tall for that. You might be too short for that. You yeah. might need that. Like, do you need any kind of pressing motion? Uh, probably not really. Yeah, not. No. <laughs> no. I can, I can vouch for why it's yeah, no, don't. Yeah. No, don't do it. You know, like, do you need push-ups? The army would say yes. Uh, push-ups done properly are amazing. Do you know how hard push-ups done? Push-ups are to do properly. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was actually in my in my last drum clinic back with uh, with Mike Harshaw back in uh, in Burlington, Ontario, or as most people would say, Toronto. <laughs> uh, okay. It's one of those kind of places. It's it's a it's a sub. Uh, I don't even know how to. It's it's the Greater Toronto area. Anyways, yeah, yeah. This drum clinic and and people were like, I'm like, do you want to know the number one? Well, maybe top three exercises that I see. I've never seen somebody do properly. And if anybody in this room can do a push up properly, first track without me coaching you, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you Mike's drum set. I'm gonna I I know Mike, <laughs> it's yours, but it's now theirs. Okay. Nobody, nobody can do a proper push-up. Nobody can do a proper deadlift, generally speaking. They don't no. have a great bend pattern. People just don't, they don't understand how your body moves, right? So, yeah, it's it's so difficult. The thing that I, like, just to add in uh, a point that kind of came to mind when you were, uh, when you were talking there, is what I've done in the past is, like, I'm telling people you got to look for somebody with the certifications, with the letters, like you said, but also a bigger thing for me because I've, I've hired those people and some of them are just junk. Like they are honestly like robots. They don't know how to communicate. I don't care how much education you've got. If you cannot communicate it to another human being, doesn't matter if you just recite a textbook. And what happens when that person goes down? Right, that person goes down with a knee problem that wasn't explained in your textbook because you didn't give any practical. How yeah. do you how do you roll yeah. with it? Right, it's like an improv musician. You can tell it's a great example for the musicians listening to this show. It's a bedroom player compared to somebody that learned how to play with the headphones on or in a band situation. It's not a not the closet player, not the bedroom player. Da, 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 da. I'm playing to nothing myself. You don't have any stimulus outside of that. You don't know how to read and react in, in the sports terminology, right? You don't know how yeah. to improvise, right? Yeah. So finding trainers and professionals that have numerous testimonials and have worked with countless different populations you mentioned it too you've got like this that that myself too we we've we've been doing this long enough getting real results with real people of yeah. every single population gen pop special pop post rehab corrective exercise the list goes on and on and on and on and on and that's the only way you can really get practical knowledge so when i have people asking me those questions i'm like you just gotta do your research you gotta do your homework don't buy the major Instagram yes. is the worst for it. I think it's amplified times 10 in the last 10 years because Instagram makes, well, he looks fit. So he must know what he's talking about. And he's selling supplements with like, uh, like chiseled abs in four and a half minutes. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Lunch hour abs. I get it. <laughs> you know, that's, I'm sorry, sweetie. That's not how that goes. And even if it were, like, what? Like, how does that make sense to you? It took you 25 years to get there. Do you think it's going to take two and a half minutes to get them off? 
<laughs> Point in case, can I tell you something that I tell my 80-year-old clients because I have a bunch of them? Please, yes. Or I've had a bunch of them in the past. I have another. And that 70 to 80-year-old clientele just loves to seek me out for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe because I like listen to them and they're, they're a fun group and they got money to spend and they're like, look, I don't want to feel as old as I supposedly am. But these people, I had one client. Her, her, she came to me and she had the worst squat pattern I'd ever seen. And you know what? She didn't care about deadlifting. She didn't care about being ripped and swollen and all those other things. She could care less about the gains, okay? Not here. She was 80 freaking years old. But she said to me, I don't want to have osteoporosis. I don't want it to get any worse. I want to be strong. I don't want to worry about falling on the floor. I want to be able to carry my groceries in. I want to be able to walk up and down the stairs. OMG, we forget about these things, right? Oh, man thing is her squat pattern was bad and if her squat pattern is bad guess what she could not do any of those things <laughs> yeah, <no kidding. laughs> yeah that. she couldn't sit down no. not only she didn't sit down she couldn't stand up she couldn't do both because guess what that is it's a squat we took four months to get her to get that through her head and guess what at the end of four months all of a sudden the light bulbs went on and she got it and she was like why did it take me so long i was like lady how old are you you haven't been doing this right for 50 years. You think it's going to take you two minutes? And she's like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> oh, that's <just> pretty good. <laughs> I mean, that, that's right. And then she, and then she walked off and she's had a great life, not heard from her since. And all of a sudden I get a referral from her. She referred one of her best friends to me out of no, after a couple of years, I've not heard a word. She referred one of her other 70 some odd year old friends to me. Who's just like, I saw what you did with her. I, I want to be the same way. Yeah. And double replacements on, I don't remember his hip or knees right at this, at this moment, but it's just like, all right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's, it's, it just goes to show that like people, I love Kelly Starrett, right? Dr. Kelly Starrett. Oh, he's great. He's amazing. I've seen him live and I've met just what a fantastic theorist of people deserve basic mechanical movements. Like we should be able to tie our shoes. We should be able to walk upstairs. I love the physios or physical therapists that say that you're never <laughs> supposed to let your knee go over your toe or let your knee touch the ground in a lunge or anything like that. And there's lots of different things, but I, I always look at, okay, cool. So for example, if I were to get this dog here up off of the ground, and maybe he's got a toy under the bed over here how the hell do I get up if my knee's on the ground? Oh, shit, my knee touched the ground, boy. What am I going to do? Like, what? what? Oh, no. How does that? Oh, no, your knee touched the ground. It's like when we were kids, we were playing lava, you know, and you're not allowed to touch the, the hot spots, you know, you play with your brother and your sister, and you can't do it or you're out. And I never did it because <laughs> I believed it. It was blasphemy, though. It's like, no, you can let your damn knee touch the ground. Of course. You no. that. Like, that's what it's for. <laughs> There's it's so funny. Can I, it's so true. Like I have a woman who at this point, she came to see me in September, or August of last year. And she had had her, her first, her right hip replaced in June. So she came to see me after physical therapy. She's yeah. like, look, I want to be strong. I want to be as strong as possible. Cause I'm going to get my left hip replaced in May. Oh yeah. Okay. She worked with me all year, had her left hip replaced. And at two weeks, they, they looked at her and went, when did you have surgery? And she's like, two weeks ago. She goes, you're walking like six to eight weeks. Well, yeah. I know, I know I did the work. I got a trainer. We're good. 
<laughs> like she came oh, back yeah. rags every week about how well she's doing, about how strength training has prepared her for her rehab, right? And she's like, can I quit physical therapy? The only reason she hasn't is because I'm gone for two weeks and it works out that it'll, you know, whatever. She tells them every time, look, I'm still working with my trainer. The stuff you're giving me is too easy. I can do it. Yeah. They're not used to that. No. Yeah. It's amazing. That's the other right? thing that strength training can do for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I had a similar experience. Uh, I, t- I coined the, the phrase. I'm sure somebody else has coined it before, but I was like, oh, so what we're going to do is prehab is what we're going to do. Yeah, the prehab guys, if you haven't seen them. Are oh amazing. yeah, I love the prehab guys. Prehab guys are amazing, right? And, um, <laughs> and that whole theory came through with like, well, first of all, lady, you need to have surgery because your knee is going to collapse under your body. <laughs> you need to lose probably 100, probably close to 100 pounds in order to, <laughs> oh, are you, are you alive? That went down the wrong pipe. Right wrong, you're good. <laughs> Avoid death or death-like symptoms, people. Water goes down, not the trachea. <laughs> <laughs> there are two of those. Sometimes the epidemic fails you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All this, it's all the fun we're having. It's what it is. It's all it is. Those are just fun. I hope our listeners are having as much fun as we are. I hope so. Oh, ridiculous. This is, this is a blasty blast, but it goes to show. It's just like, if you put the work in, lose the weight, you're taking less of that pressure on the joints. So the, yeah. the rehab process is going to be easier because you have less garbage to deal with after surgery. My mother was a great example. I put her through like, well, of course she's my mom. So I was like, I was nice about it, but she still got like dynamite prehab and she came out and she was walking and yeah, like right. two, weeks, two weeks. She's like, I'm good. <laughs> she's doing her sit-ups. She's doing yeah. her squats. She's got like new hips. I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> Wait to be mom. And she's just so proud. She's yeah, she's exactly. She's like, that's my boy. Right. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Shout out to mama. <laughs> mama Schwartz. Funny mom. story. Yeah. My mom just like screamed. It's the same thing. Yeah. My mom, she travels way more than I do. She's like, my mom is an optical illusion quilter. Okay, that's awesome. I want to let that sink in for a minute because she made up her job. Say that again. (laughs) Kind of like I did. One more time. Give it to me. What is your mom? She is optical illusion. Optical illusion quilter. Amazing. Love it. Yeah, the connection is a little screwy. Optical Right? So she's coming back from teaching a workshop and her knee freaks out. And she ends up in physical therapy. <laughs> the funny thing is, I had come back from neurokinetic therapy. I was like, Mom, I got dad, I gotta test the both of you. Like, lay here and let me like work on you, you know. And they just, of course, who doesn't want that? That's free for them. Why not? Yeah. So I'm doing all this, and and over the years I've told her different things. She suffered from plantar fasciitis and all kinds of things. <laughs> excuse me and um she goes to she goes to physical therapy and I said mom I bet it's your popliteus and I bet the problem is because you've had hip problems and ankle problems the knee is in the joint in the middle and that is what bear the brunt of the problem of course and it wasn't the problem it's the knee and the ankle and she was like oh that makes sense so she goes to physical therapy and guess what they said boom what I said and so she is what they're the funny thing is they're telling her to do all these exercises that I have told her to do in the past. She's like, oh yeah, my daughter told me that. My daughter told me this. Oh yeah. And she's like, 
how do you know all these things? Here's the best part. Over Christmas, you know those slant boards that you can stand on and lean forward to stretch your calves? Yes. I bought my parents one of those for Christmas, and they fought over who got to use it first. No way. Oh, man, that's what I need to do. I did it all wrong. So I know they were so excited. And so when, uh, when she went to physical therapy, they're like, we're going to use it. She goes, Oh, I have one of those. And the physical therapist or the physio for the Canadians yeah. looked at her. like, Who has one of these? Amazing. Yeah. I know. Right. So it's just, it goes to show that I just prehab is the best form of rehab because she's in and out real quick. Amazing. Amazing. Right. Wow. I know that was a tangent, but it was fun. No, that's fine. Let's go down those roads. Those are great. Those are great roads to go down. I mean, it, it's cool because like the tangent was at a perfect time because it's time to kind of get into the uh, the fun part of the uh, the conversation. I mean, this has all been fun, but this is the real fun. This is where I get to ask you a bunch of favorites. So I'm going to ask you, you've got to be like, you got to be quick. It's kind of like rapid fire. You can't think too much because that, that takes away the fun, right? So I'm going to ask you a series of questions that are all your favorites. And you just ask, answer, and it can be whatever. It can be totally whatever. There's no right or wrong. We just want to get to know Angela, all right? We're going to get to know right Angela, okay? Favorite snack? This is, this is not rapid sticks. fire. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I don't mozzarella sticks oh okay cool i know snacks I, I'm, I'm thinking i'm like what would i say okay mozzarella sticks that's cool do we have those in canada canadian yes, let me know if you've had mozzarella sticks okay because i don't think i've ever had a mozzarella stick i know what they are but i don't think i've ever had one in canada string cheese oh yeah okay yeah okay oh. as, well, yeah as a kid yeah oh that was one that, what we should have said is like what we thought was cool as a child that is no longer good and healthy for us <laughs> yo play oh. remember yogurt <laughs> remember yogurt oh my goodness yo yogurts oh yeah or capri sun yeah capri sun <laughs> oh my goodness nothing oh, like man, a hot shot pockets were my jam what i was a hot pocket kid oh yeah right we had the pizza pockets i had i had like a copious amount of those and craft dinner, like mac and cheese. Just loved that. Oh, that garbage was so good. Oh. My, my pregame hockey meal was like those stupid Schneider's hot dogs chopped up with like hot sauce and craft dinner. And that's what I thought was good to make me skate fast. I'm like, <laughs> if I knew then what I know now. <laughs> I made quesadillas if it makes you feel better. Just a flour tortilla with as much cheese as I could cram in it and stick it in the microwave. Can't go wrong. Can't go I wrong. thought that was good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. Favorite band? Dave Matthews Band. Nice. One of mine. I just sure. saw them in May for the first time in like 10 years. And really? just yeah, I saw them, yeah, probably close to 10 years ago. <laughs> either yeah nine or ten years ago at the gorge we were talking about this off air yeah yeah incredible where did you see them where were they playing uh, they were at bridgestone arena in nashville and the oh, funny yeah. story, last time i saw them the last two times i saw them was at starwood amphitheater which no longer exists but it is now like down the road from my house go here it used to be a big deal to go there and now it doesn't exist and i live like really close to it okay cool well hey dmb love them all right hey, sweet right? 
favorite exercise and we can go forever on this but what is your favorite exercise and why deadlift okay deadlift 100 percent because i love i when when everything is working right i love how i can really feel my glutes engaged to hold me steady and like do the extension and i love how i can feel my back engage and everything in my shoulders feels super stable and when everything is right and done right your whole body just moves exactly right as you are supposed to. And you just feel so grounded and so strong. And the next day you're sore in all these places. You're like, yeah, those muscles worked. I don't get to use those muscles a lot. I'm a freaking beast. This is great. Yeah. Well, I love the feeling of picking up heavy stuff off the ground and deadlift is like the best way to do it. Absolutely. 100% agree. And, and so much that I got to, I definitely got to hand it to you on that because that hits a lot of us in not even just as musicians or playing our instruments. <laughs> Most of the time we are seated, but outside of that too, how much of the population is so sedentary and sit, seated at the desk or in the car for commutes and our, our glutes turn into seat cushions. <laughs> Right. And we no longer how, uh, know how to engage. I was just having this conversation with somebody uh, earlier today with, I'm like, oh, my hips really hurt. And I'm like, well, it's probably because when you're standing, um, you're not like actually firing your glutes. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. What? I'm like, yeah, you need to turn your butt on when you're, when you're standing. And people look at me like I got three heads. I was like, no, it's, that's, that's science. <laughs> it's going to take all of the pain out of your back and your hips, guaranteed. So, like, they're standing there trying to, like, they didn't even know how to fire it. So, I completely, oh, no. I completely understand. Yeah, people, how often is that when, when you're doing an assessment on somebody and they have zero post-chain? Like, no activation. Like, zero percent. Or, or if you're a positive person, and I am, they have 100% zero activation. <laughs> Very positive look on that. 100%, you are correct. You don't have any idea. <laughs> Bingo. So true. So okay. true. How about, yep. I mean, you're traveling a lot. Um, where's your favorite place in the world? Traverse City, Michigan. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's a story there. Yeah. So uh, I was born in Michigan. I moved to Tennessee when I was 10. Um, if anybody remembers the car company Saturn, the great fantastic plastic car. Yep. <laughs> Dad built those, and he, he he moved from me to build Saturns because there was that whole layoff situation, whatever. But anyway, long story short is that my grandparents had a lake house in Traverse City on the West Bay, and I spent every summer up there with, with my grandparents and my cousins every summer. I mean, 100 feet of lakefront property. You could see the water was super, like, crystal clear. You can see 50 feet straight down. Nothing was going to touch you. No salt, fresh water. Clear as could be, I mean, super safe, just like spoiled to death. And, it's, and it looks like the Bahamas, but oh, it's yeah. Michigan. It's, it's, just, it's just my favorite place on earth because it's kind of like here in Washington. Like it's, it doesn't get really hot. The humidity is really low. Um, there's a cherry festival every year around the 4th of July. And who doesn't love cherries? Yeah. The only thing to worry about is the state bird, which is the mosquito, basically. But, <laughs> <laughs> it was... I mean, it's just beautiful. It is wonderful. Okay, so, cool. It's my favorite place on the planet. I, just, I, right. I went to visit like two years ago and it's just like, yep, it's still as amazing as I remember as a kid. All right, one more time. What is the, what's the town? 
or city? Traverse City, Michigan. Traverse City. Traverse City. Is it actually a city though? It is. Okay. It is. Please don't go. There's too many people. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, go to Mackinac Island. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> too many people. Too many people now, but I used to love it. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Kind of like Nashville. All right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Nashville was, uh, it boomed, hey? Holy moly. It's not done. We're no. full. There's no vacancy, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're full. That's it. No more applications. You've basically got a whole, like, quadrant of Canadians, though. Canadians have taken that city over. Right? I have noticed, and I don't know why. That and bachelorette parties. Yes. Okay. What is going on? Yeah, we have uh, eclipsed Vegas for bachelorette parties. Nash Vegas, right? What? Why? I don't know. Anyway. I know. There's a lot of business opportunities. <laughs> that's a whole tangent. Yeah, I know. That's the next episode, right? About... Uh, well, you it, said there's, there's a lot of Canadians, right? Oh, yeah. So, you know, PK... I think it's PK Subin? Yeah, yeah. He's on the, the, the Predators... He just got traded. I heard that. Yeah, so he's no longer there. He's, uh, where do you go to now? It sucks. Everybody liked him. Yeah, well, he's great. He's awesome. He was a great right? hockey player. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and he was always, he's, um, <laughs> the cool thing about him is that we don't have enough of those kind of like, those spark plug players. You know, the Connor McGregor's of the NHL. Yes. You know? Like, I'm a big fan of Connor. I, I think I've said that on every podcast now. Hey, fans of my show. I'm a fan of Connor McGregor. I want him on the show. P.S. Just if anybody has contact with him, let's get him on the show. Get him talking about his stuff. But we need more like electricity players in the sports, right? Like the guys that, you know, the happy Gilmores, like the guys that try to get stuff going, right? I love that. Yeah. And that's what PK yeah. was great at. And it, it created just an, an, a different level of the game. And it's cool to see that with athletes, right? So um, are you a reader? Are you a... Uh, uh, are you currently reading anything? Okay, cool. What's what's uh, what's your favorite book? Uh, I don't read a lot of nonfiction, though. The only nonfiction I've been reading is the Outlander series. My mom turned me on to that, um, or anything by anything in the like the Tudor. Oh dynasty. yeah, okay, that dynasty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I get. I love that. So, but that's about it for nonfiction. Um, I read a ton of nonfiction. I'm sorry, that was it for fiction. I read a ton of nonfiction, like. Mike Malkowitz, The Pumpkin Plan, Toilet Paper Entrepreneur was not as good. Uh, Profit First, Mike Malkowitz's stuff. I'm reading some stuff by um, Seth. Uh, not is Seth Green? I forget his name. Um, I don't know. I have so many business books that I read. Just yeah. get go. Uh, I do a lot of Audible. Yeah, yeah, tons yeah. of them. Right. Yeah. So right. I mean, the, the, just a favorite. I don't know that I have a favorite, you know what? There's a book and I cannot remember who wrote it, but um, it hit me a few years ago when I was going kind of through a, um, a crisis of what do I want to do with my business? It was called the right questions that, and another book called the circle maker and another book. And I just read them all kind of at the same time. There's another one called what motivates me, which I never finished, but I, I got what I needed out of it. And, um, yeah, I've got an extensive library, so and I, I'm never reading just one at a time. Always I know. Oh, I'm, I've I'm got one right here in the in the room. I'm reading called a story. Right? Yeah, I've already read it once, and I'm like rereading it. To, it's called uh, "Building a Story Brand." Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. I've but, seen that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald Miller. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. This is marketing by Seth. Like, I cannot remember his last name. 
Those two are really fantastic. And it's not Seth. Seth. You know talking about yeah. Seth, the, only, uh, the only name I can think of Seth is either Seth Rogen, which is the actor, not correct, or Seth <laughs> Godin, and I'm pretty sure he's an author. Yes, Seth it's him. Godin. That's him. That sounds like him. Yeah, because I think it, I've read it. that. I think I've read that, or I've at least done like the preview thing. And, yes. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm on the same way. Audible is just stacked. I've got usually one or two audibles going. And then right now, <laughs> just, <laughs> just. Let's see what you got. He's going to pull a stack. Here we go. There, yeah, just, just to get Connor into. McGregor. <laughs> just, to, <laughs> just to reinforce how much of a fan I am. <laughs> You were fangirling so hard. Man, I love this guy. Well, no, nah, it's 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 actually a really interesting take. And I uh, I had just um, another Instagram follower was posting on like what books are you reading? And I I love I, I just I love engaging with other other folks. I know a lot of people don't do it enough, and that's what I use my socials for. Is like to to like that's how we got connected, right? So right. It's, um, it's such a useful tool if you actually engage and you're active in conversation and you learn so much and you can connect and, and, uh, she was just put, posting on like, what books are you reading? And I was like, this one is actually like, I read it because I'm like, yeah, of course I want to know. I didn't know it was a, a trainer's perspective on an elite athlete. And I'm looking at like, Oh wow, this is a great, because you can probably test to this too, is that any musician that you work with, there's such a high profile in their head like it's so hard to train them sometimes because they just, they have so many, like if it's a, I don't know if it's an abundance issue or if it's a self-worth issue. And then when I'm starting to train them, they have breakdowns and I see a lot of comparative values in a competitive athlete that's elite and the musicians that are elite, they're on stage, they're heavy duty performers and they're going through all the same things. So all of the athletes that I work with are musician (laughs) athletes. All of the musicians I work with are musician athletes, right? They're athletes. They're, they're facing the same kind of challenges. So this is actually a really cool scope into the upcoming of, uh, of a, uh, a coach of like arguably one of the greatest athletes in the world. And uh, just the like how level-headed he is and how like regulated he kept Connor in the early stages – it, it shows how much of an influence he had. So it's, it's really cool uh, coaching perspective. So if you're interested um, in, in kind of seeing that, I would definitely recommend that. It's called, yeah, win or learn, which is another mantra. What a great way to live. Hey? It's like, yeah, win or learn. I like that. So that's that's my go-to. But yeah, right? I'm using that like two or three uh, on the go. I'm, I'm right into Taoism and, uh, and learning like a lot of the self-guidance and meditation stuff and just identifying self-purpose and stuff. So much of it goes. Yeah, it's. I'm with you. Yeah, and big cool. the entrepreneurial stuff. Oh yeah, stuff. absolutely. Well, if you identify with that, there's so much crossover because like it, probably two or three years ago, I was really, really into the entrepreneurial books, and then I realized all of the entrepreneurial books, like even the stuff I read in <laughs> university, like Sun Tzu's Art of War, that's supposed to be like a military, and now it's a business, and it's also a personal guidance kind of book, right? And then the flip <laughs> side of that. One of my favorite books ever is uh, the uh, War of Art, so I would definitely recommend that one. That's uh, that's a great one too. That's probably my favorite. So nice. Cool. Okay, now you get the fun. Uh, the, the my favorite, my favorite question: Dream band. 
build it. It can be a five piece, a trio, two. I don't care. It can be a solo if you think that's going to be best, but your dream band, alive, dead, doesn't matter. Go. I have never thought of that. Like, am I playing in it too or no? You can. That was, my last guest was like, can I be in it? <laughs> Absolutely, you can. I would definitely. Well, at minimum, it has to be band. flute, harp, and accordion. Right? Okay. Absolutely. Because okay. nobody does that and they should. Okay. And then what is that that Chinese instrument? The the, the I think it's called the guzhao. The, oh, that's like the harp yeah, thing, it's that, a, but it's like six foot long and they bend. I've, you I've, know what I'm talking about? It's like I, they I've pick seen at it, somebody but, play it in Toronto and I don't know what it's called. It looks like the orchestra I played cool with. We key. yeah, well, the orchestra I played with. We played a there was a concerto we did with one lady who played it. I yeah. can't remember the name of it, but it was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Wow. Yeah. And uh, we played with um, Pink Martini and the Hot Sardines. We played with both of them. And the, 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 the diverse instrumentation that the two of them have, yeah. it just makes me go, I don't want anything standard. Because if you have a flute and a harp, that's adorable. Okay, cute. Now, you throw in a guzhou, that's different. Now, you throw in an accordion, now you got a little tango aspect, and you also have some depth and some bass. Okay, so what else to go with that? Oh, probably a trumpet, um, a cello, uh, maybe electric guitar. I'm sorry, electric bass. And you've got to have some kind of rhythmic something, so maybe an, an, an auxiliary percussionist. Yeah, I was going to say, bring in Santana's percussion ensemble, <laughs> right? I know, right? Oh, 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 oh. So, yeah. That would totally be great. I love me some Piazzolla and yeah. tango and, and all that other stuff. And so, you know, I, I love ethnic music. So oh yeah, all of it together and give us the most diverse group you can. We're making it happen. Dave Matthews made it happen. I was just thinking, you just you just described Dave Matthews. Yeah, like if he went and played Shanghai or something, I'm sure he'd find a player, right? Yeah, and then they picked up a, an accordion or bandoneon player from Argentina. I mean, there we go. You're, you're welcome. Somebody should this happen now. So you know what you just described? <laughs> I said. Create your dream band. You're, you just basically we loop back to be like Dave Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, that's how it works. Perfect. All right. Well, in closing, um, I wanted to give uh, a shout out. Um, I know you were talking about you've got an ebook out, and you've got some yep. online training. So let's speak to that and where people can find you and if they want to connect. How does how does one get in touch with Music Strong? It is super easy. If you type in Music Strong to Google, you're going to find it everywhere. But my website is musicstrong.com. And on that website, you can also find me on Facebook and on the Instagram. And I'm all over the interwebs, on the YouTube and the such. <laughs> so you like my parents. On the YouTube. We're on the Google. The YouTube? <laughs> right? I at the Google. <laughs> Is this how the interwebs work? <laughs> I'm used to the outer webs. I'm not into the interwebs. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Okay, so, you know, 
Um, yeah, so I just wrote a book called The Essential Exercises for Musicians, and it's the first in a series that I'm planning to write. This is the basics of uh, functional fitness and form for all musicians. It doesn't matter where you are. It's, it's basically uh, exercises you can do on the road, in your hotel room, uh, your dorm room, wherever you are. If you don't have any equipment, all you basically need is a foam roller and a mini band. And if you have another like an exercise band, that's great. But this is the basics of form. These are your corrective exercises. These are the things you can do before you go out on stage, on the regular, before you're in the practice room, before a rehearsal, after rehearsal, all those things to keep you healthy and strong. So you have the longest playing career of any musician you know in the healthiest way. Um, I'm going to be expanding that into different genres of like, I'm going to do one for the audio guys, uh, the, the, you know, the audio technicians and different, like the brass players, the woodwind players, the string players, all that. Um, and I, I wanted to do the audio guys first because I don't feel like the audio engineers get enough love right. in the industry, you know? So uh, yeah, so that's probably going to be my next one. Plus, I, I know a, a good amount of those guys, and they're like, yes, please, please give me something. Right, yeah. And um, online training. Uh, so what I've done is is I've figured out, yeah, you know what? I, I did online training with another coach for myself several years ago, and I found that I would much rather hire somebody to train me than me train me. Not that I can't do it, but when I pay somebody, I'm going to stick to it. And I want that to be somebody I trust. You know, I, I have a hard time sticking to my own programs because I constantly second guess them. You know, I'd much rather just be like, look, these are my things. You tell me what to do. I'm going to pay you. That means I'm going to do it and it's done. And that's yeah. what my kind of online training is. So I give all my, my clients a movement assessment over Skype. So you're going to get a completely personalized program. I'm going to base a program based on your lifestyle, your goals, and how your body moves. And then we're going to, I'm going to make you a plan that incorporates all those different things. I'm going to put it into a free app that you download. It's got video descriptions of every single exercise and you can enter your results and I get them in real time and I can, I can respond to you as needed. And then we tweak them and every four weeks or so, I update you with a whole new plan. So you get progressively better as you do it. And then if you happen to be in Nashville, you can, you know, kind of pair that with in-person training, which is even better. But if you don't, that's all right. I mean, it's better to have that from a musician because I am one who knows what you're doing as opposed to just some random personal trainer who's like, ah, you do some squats and, you know, do some rows and some, you don't know. They don't know. So yeah. two things, you can find them all on my website or on my Facebook page and everything I have is under music strong and Instagram is music strong fits. Perfect. There you go. Well, you heard it here first and that's, uh, that's fantastic. I love both of those programs. It's like, I'm thinking back as you're talking there. I'm like, wow, I should just title this podcast. This is the female version of me. <laughs> you're, you're, doing, you're doing all like, we're so aligned with this. It's, it's, so I know, right? it's so refreshing because yeah, I mean, how often I, uh, the feedback I get from uh, the musicians that I work with is like, it's so nice to have another musician that gets it right. And it's not even, it's not even that I'm the, I'm not saying I'm the greatest trainer in the world. I'm not saying I know everything about that. It's just that right. I connect with the, the lifestyle because I did it. I'm still doing it. I'm, I know what it feels like to be cooped up in a van on the road. And when you get up, what do you do? And how do you handle it when you're in a, in a hotel situation where you've got no like mini fridge. So you got to like make choices on food and it's, all these that is my life right now right 
right now. Right this now. morning I played a change of command and I had to stand there and I thought the whole time I'm like, how do I engage my abs? How do I reduce the pelvic tilt? How do I engage my glutes? Whatever. So I don't hurt my back while I have to stand here for 45 minutes to an hour still. Mm. And on top of that, I'm in a hotel room. And then today I spent two hours in a practice room on top of rehearsals, whatever. And then I'm in the army. So it's like, well, we're going to go to the gym at five o'clock. Okay. That's also like, we're going to go tonight or we're going to go tomorrow. You know, so it's like I, I the thing because I, I live that lifestyle. Same as you do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. spend time play, playing my instrument tomorrow. I'm playing a recital next week. I'm doing all the things. I continually play it. That is my life. But I just love this passion that there are so many of us that are starting to go into this realm that we don't have to only pick one aspect of what we love. We can marry the two of them together to help even more people as opposed to just being a trainer who's reaching out to musicians who doesn't know that. Yeah, that's, no, that's, exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a world that most people in the training industry anyways, in, in the fitness world, they, why would I ever work with a musician? They, they don't work out. They're just, I'm like... They're lazy. They're... Well, Oh yeah. You heard this? Yeah. Well, and then, and then I look back and I remember doing this study actually in marketing class and it's not a very long story, but it it puts it very, very closely to where I think and where we're, we're on the right track. And it's so nice to see uh, other, other individuals going this way because Nike went to Africa and, uh, and they went in, I I believe it was Nike. It was either Nike or Adidas, one of the big ones. They went to Africa uh, trying to sell shoes and, people locals were sitting there going like this is great and then one one investor or something like that i forget the full story uh an investor goes why on earth would you go to africa they don't wear shoes exactly (laughs) (laughs) they don't wear shoes you've got an entire continent of a market musicians don't work out generally speaking not because they don't want to because they were bullied by the people <laughs> in high school that are now yes. the boss and the trainers. So it's like, of course, they've got this story built up in their head. So it's like, of course not. So it takes the individuals like us that can relate that story. And we kind of come play both sides. And uh, it's just so refreshing to see what you're doing um, as a... Uh, it's it's looking like it's just it's it's you've got so many great things going here i'm just anything that i can do to to help you i'd love to i'd love to collab on uh, on the book i'm i'm published author too so i i love i love doing that yes love, yes please I'm, I'm already doing the kind of the same thing when you're talking i was like oh shit i'm, I'm doing that why don't we just pair them you got a great I, know, right? I think that would be awesome plus i want to learn from you i, w- I would love to uh to take you up on some of the uh the likewise myself so i think this is uh this is a really really great opportunity to kind of get both the worlds and then just grow together as a unit i think that's huge right so yeah uh, you're doing I'm, some musician uh, retreats aren't you yeah 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 we're looking at uh we've got some spots like um spots off the top of my head right now of course um australia my, my other home calgary um or like the rockies i don't know if you've ever been to the rocky mountains other than colorado right i have not you haven't okay over them the other day oh yeah yeah i know it's not the same it's not the same okay we've got uh spots out of like toronto in area um nashville will actually be a bigger thing and that that was before i even knew you right so yeah nashville um we're looking at um melbourne are you coming to summer nam I'm trying to have my next book actually launched for that. 
Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. It's my drummer specific exercise book. So I want to be down there with, uh, um, I'm a Los Cabos artist, drumstick artist. So I'm yes. going to pair up with them to get uh, an actual, like a whole drummer gig bag uh to pair with my book so it's like here now you have all the tools that you need let's do this yes now now that's that's the idea so get down awesome. there um and then yeah like just have remote locations where we can make it more um more like a retreat and uh incorporate like i was saying earlier like the songwriting part of it the business side of it but mostly the biggest focus is all of the wellness how that comes first and uh, the overall goal with that is just to make sure people understand how much better you feel when you take care of yourself. Yes. Ooh. It's amazing that you told me that because me and a fellow flute player who is also a licensed massage therapist, she and I have been trying to figure out how we can collab together because as you know, massage therapy and physical strength training, personal training, those two go hand in hand when it comes to collective corrective exercise. Yeah. Yeah. And she and I have been, she lives on the West Coast and I live in the middle of the country-ish, South, whatever. I mean, we don't live close. So we've been trying to figure out how we can collab. And so we were thinking like, we're going to do some retreats. And so we're in the beginning stages. So perfect. out of this podcast, we have a lot to talk about after this. (laughs) I know, right? Everybody, this is going somewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We need a couple more episodes on this. I'm I'm thinking that, you know, we're, we're, both of our schedules are just so like just background for the audience here is like our schedules. We've been trying to make this happen for like nearly two months. Right. Like I was still in Sydney when I first reached out for you. I was like, Oh my goodness. And it's just like, if I wasn't doing something you were, and then it was just like, I know, oh, right? okay. and now we both finally got it. And, uh, and now we're just going to, we're going to have to make a meeting to make a next meeting. Right. Well, and the coolest part about it is that I've got, I, I'm sure you, as you do, like you've got other industry professionals that are really look excited about this. I've got like all of Australia really pumped on this too. Like they are really into it. So Australian friends out there, all the listeners, Melbourne, Sydney, we're coming at you with some really cool retreats uh, with funny accents. Okay. So you might not understand what we're saying, but that's okay. Cause we'll demonstrate everything. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, it's really exciting. Um, So yeah, there's lots of possibilities and lots of uh, really, really cool progress happening right now. We're right on the cusp, I think. So it'd be great to have more in the more in the tank here, right? I'm a big believer. We both said this off air too. It's it's not about you or I or or one person. It's it's an entire musical community, and that's the coolest thing with this industry is that it spans across so many borders. It, It is honestly, it's just like everybody who plays music can relate. They are all going through the same things, physical, mental. It doesn't matter. So we need more button pushers, the labels, the uh, like big time guys that like your universals, your Sony's, we need people to invest back in and treat. Tell me if you feel, how you feel about this statement, uh, health being an investment rather than a cost. An it is an investment. Right? Your, your instrument, how much did it cost? Was that <laughs> I know, right? Or is that an investment? Exactly. Insurance that goes with it. Right. Okay. Okay, but then you think about your health insurance and then you think about the food that you eat and then then you then you try to cut back on everything, but you would never cut back on anything that has to do with your instrument, right? Because that is how you express yourself and that is how you you're able to show the world the best of what you have. You don't want to cut corners on that. Why would you cut corners on your body? Exactly. 
you're, you're, you're putting too much into the instrument and enough in yourself. Because if you've ever been to that place where you have felt a hundred percent amazing, you're like, man, I got enough sleep. I got enough water. I ate really good food. And I, I got in a walk today or I got in a lift or I got in a cycle or whatever I did. You know, it's just like one of those days that happens in a blue moon where you did everything. And the next day you woke up and you just felt so freaking amazing. And then you went and played and you noticed the difference between that and when you didn't sleep and you ate crap, at, you know, and you didn't move. It, it, it makes a huge difference in how you play and in your creative process and how the longevity of your career and in yes. your mood and how you interact with other people. And all those things go into your music making career. It's not just about how you look. That's like the last step, but it's the one step that we see. So we think it's the first step. Yeah. Yeah. They all go together. Exactly. Gosh, yeah. So yeah. absolutely. Perfect. All right. I know, right? Super cool. Okay, <laughs> well, thank you so much, Angela, for, uh, for all your time. I know we've had, uh, we've had a good one here. Again, people can find you at musicstrong.com. Is that right? Okay. That is correct. Also, find her on Facebook. Everybody, everybody listening to this, I want you to go find her on uh, on Instagram. All of my listeners here, you guys get on Instagram, Music Strong Fitness. Um, go give her, uh, go give her a little share, a little follow, and uh, tag her. Maybe what uh, what lift you're doing next, all right? And then we'll we'll scope you out and make sure you're doing it right. <laughs> That's the nice. <laughs> <part>. <laughs> yes, please. Okay, That'll cool. be fun. That's good. It's a squat, but now we got to fix it. I love that. Right. So no, it's, it's great. So it's, it's been awesome to have you on the show. Um, again, this is the dose. So in closing, what is your dose for, uh, for any of the listeners out there? What is your prescription for um, just living the best life that they can live? The best life that you can live, make your sleep a priority. Number one, because musicians don't. Number one, make your sleep a priority. Go to bed earlier than you think you need to. <laughs> Figure out how many hours of sleep you need. Two, drink more water than you think you need to. Three, get some freaking vegetables. I don't care if it's one a day, but if you haven't had any, <laughs> have you a can of green beans that's going to make you feel better, okay? I mean, just those three. And then you, you, can, you can build on that. But, but sleep is a hard one, and water is a hard one, and vegetables are a hard one. So just do a little bit, okay? But just do a little bit more than you think. And that, just please, just start with that. And then you can start with moving. And we can go from there. But when you move, when you, when you have enough sleep, when you have enough water, when you eat a couple of vegetables, you suddenly have way more energy and then you want to move and you want to do things and you want to go out and you want to be creative and you want to play and you want to, as opposed to the opposite. So start with those three and we can build on that. But those three, that's, those are my favorite three. Beautiful. All right. What a way to close. Thank you so much again, Angela. And, uh, this, uh, wow. Yeah, this is, this is a lot. I hope uh, everybody got a lot out of that. I know I did. So, um, I'm looking forward to, uh, our next chat. We'll do this again sometime. All right. Absolutely. Oh. This is way fun. <laughs>